Welcome into the Football's Life podcast. I am your host, Eric Westland, as always. We are back after a small break, but I did not come empty-handed. We have Noah Lickle, as always. Hey. And we got Zach DeYoung. Welcome, my man. What's going on, fellas? And uh, Clay, you kind of spoke it into motion. Um, he wasn't originally going to be on, and then I saw Clay was like, hey, DeYoung's going to be on this week. And uh, <laughs> I decided to shoot him a text like two minutes later. So uh, we have a pretty beefy episode this week, uh, mostly because people got drunk with trades and decided to go ham, which I was waiting for for weeks. Um, yep. But yeah, I think I want to start this off by just kind of what we think about the last week and a half of football because we didn't we didn't get to talk about last week, Noah. Um, what what have we been seeing? Kind of review from the last week and a half. Anybody have insights from games or maybe how the league has gone? I know DeYoung, you are three and six. Oh, uh, don't remind me. <laughs> I thought this year was going totally different. I had Garrett Price hyping me up. I love my team. And <laughs> three and six. Garrett Price picking you as the favorite, like his favorite team. And then you going three and six feels pretty good for the rest of us. Yeah, I had a pretty big head after that podcast. And it it hurts now. <laughs> what was that, Noah? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I just feel like there's been really weird just in general for fantasy football, really weird fantasy weeks. Like, yeah, like last, like with the, the Cowboys Steelers game last week, like what the, what the hell was that? Dude, James Conner should have been the most automatic smash play and then crapped his pants all day. Yeah. Just so, so strange. And then like in the, I think it was like the last Thursday night game with Jamichael hasty was supposed to be like oh, yeah. just a smash play. And yep. he had like three carries for two yards or something. I don't Mc- know, something McKinnon like comes back in after pretty much they benched him for two weeks. And McKinnon yeah, comes just, in and just has a day. Never trust Shanahan. Crap. Shanahan said this week, McKinnon's going to be the RB one with the workload. No way. It'll be hasty this week. Yeah. It's, it's a total crap shoot. Yeah. Everybody craps on uh, <sighs> Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's really wishy-washy and he's like Mr. Hopeful with like injuries. Yep. But at least you know who he's playing. Like he's saying, Hey, yeah. well, like we'll try to get Chris Carson and eh, Chris Carson's not the guy, like we're gonna throw in DJ and it's like, Oh, okay. And like last week he's like, Alex Collins is gonna see some work and you're like, Oh, okay, what happened? Alex Collins got work. But man, there's like Bill Belichick, uh, Shanahan, and there's one more that I'm forgetting. There's there's like three coaches that you cannot trust a word coming out of their mouth. Sean McVay. Uh, yeah, Sean, Sean McVay is another one. Yeah. Where yeah. but it's they're all really good head coaches and they're really good just like f- real football coaches. So you don't like you can't hate them cuz they're trying to win, but Yeah. Honestly, I think with Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, the only thing that bothers me about him is just the injury stuff. Cuz yeah. like Rashad Penny has been doing really well all year. Like, oh, he's getting close. Hey, he's been really, really good. He's progressing really well. You know, his injury, it's not even there practically. He should be here any time now. And 10 weeks later, it's like, yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. It's like, when is he coming back? But then they're like, oh, is he coming back this week? And he's like, well, probably later than sooner. What? Yeah. <laughs> and now DJ Dallas yeah. is looking good. Uh, yeah. I Kind of? I, I take Chris Carson still. Chris Carson, yeah, yeah, fantastic. 
But Viss owns both of them, so he's not too upset. I I think worst case scenario is like Hyde, Carson, and all of them get back healthy. I'm not sure if Chris Carson gets the full workload anymore. I I think they've gotten to trust with a a big enough group of them. Yeah, I think I think they like running back by committee. Yeah, so which is dangerous. Most teams are doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of want to see D Young since we haven't had you on for a while. Um. Uh, kind of that we're a little bit past the halfway point here we're nine weeks through um looking at the overall standings and no you can feel free to, to ch- chip in as well uh what are some of like the big time shockers for you looking at the standings what are things that you kind of figured on that maybe other people weren't ready for like did you know that drake was somehow going to luck into eight and one um what what's what's your mind when you look at the the standings through nine weeks my biggest surprise would be Zach Dykstra's team. I mean, I think a lot of us kind yep. of poo-pooed on mm-hmm. his team to start the year and didn't think it was real. He has a lot of guys on his team who are kind of older, who we thought that were, were over the peak and maybe were going to start declining. But so far, his team's looked pretty strong and pretty consistent at putting up one of the top three highest point totals every single week. Yeah, if you told me that Chris Godwin would have three mediocre weeks this year, and the rest, he was garbage or injured. I would tell you that Dykstra's team was in the biggest world of hurt of all time. Yep. But man, it, all his most of his players, besides like Chris Godwin, basically and Cooper Cup, like overachieving is the word. Like he's just got a group of guys that are just balling out, and they're the rejects that no one wants. And he took them all, and now they're kicking butt. Besides Kamara, Kamara has been carrying him so far this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Kamara's a monster, though. Holy nuts. That guy's good. Yeah. What you know? I, I would say, honestly, I think my biggest surprise is DeYoung, your team having a losing record. I mean, I still think it's a solid team, but I thought he'd be in the playoff mix, and so far, no no bueno. Yeah. Okay. What... What do you think has happened, DeYoung, to where you're not in the playoff contention? Why Why is that? Well, first off, I mean, I drafted my two rookies. I drafted high and CH and Taylor. I thought they were going to be awesome right off the bat, and they've been average at best. And then uh, injuries that kind of plagued me through the first few weeks where Miles Sanders hasn't been in my lineup very much. He missed the first, what, two games of the season. Uh, Corlin Sutton was out for the season. Kenny Galladay has been in and out of my lineup. It's just been but rough. Did you trade for Cortland Sutton when he was injured? Nope, I traded before he was injured. Oh, so I got sucks. him one week, and then he was gone. Oh, yeah. I, I I think that's like that's the pain for a lot of teams. I think too. Like I haven't had Nick Chubb or Mixon for probably over half the year, and those are like my two best players. And then you've been underachieved with with Clyde and and Taylor um yeah I I would agree with you guys I think DeYoung was was a big I mean Dykstra was a big surprise for me as well um yeah I man I didn't realize that DeYoung you lost by a point last week and you know how I lost by a point I was up the entire time and I got to garbage time and Chris Godwin caught about a 14 yard pass on third down (laughs) And that put him that put him up. And then after that, they threw in all the subs the rest of the game. They never saw the field again. 
I was so pissed at my TV. I was waiting for Dyster to text me, but he never did. But I was throwing the remote and storming around. I was mad. That, that That's a big game, too, because that would mean you're 4-5 one game out with a points... Uh, with the points for advantage over Jay Cozier for that last spot. And then for Dykstra, that would mean he would drop all the way to fourth because he has less points than Viss. And and the chances of him getting a bye in the first round would be a lot less likely. So that that's a huge point and a half there. Uh, I will say and, that... Yeah, Noah, go. Oh, sorry. I was going to say... and. You could still sneak in the playoffs, though, DeYoung. I mean, your points for, points four aren't terrible. Um, you would just need Jake Cozier and Clay to keep slipping. Yeah, it's basically a battle between you, you Clay, and Jake Cozier. I think, I think Noah. I think the top five guys are pretty safe in the playoffs. Um, it's just who gets the the number one and number two seed. Um, I will say, you losing by a point gets me really excited for our playoff matchups. Because uh, it reminds me last year, unfortunately, I think I felt the most pain out of everybody. Uh, where it comes down to like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. And everybody's watching a matchup. And last year for me, freaking Boston Scott going and doing some dink and dunk garbage. <laughs> and just barely beating me. I think it was Monday night. might have been Sunday night. And I'm just sitting there, like, hands in my eyes, crying. It might have been actually Miles Sanders. I don't know. One of the two. And, yeah, I, I'm just so pumped to get everybody watching the game at the same time. And the heartbreak is coming. Come yeah, on, G-Money and, and, <laughs> and Bulkama. Get me that 101. That Hold game on, was just... Miles Sanders because that's why his name is MVP now. As a ah, that's what it was. It okay, was Sanders. Okay. He caught, like, a freaking dink and dunk pass on the sideline in overtime too the game went to freaking overtime oh nobody nobody cares about that crap all right we gotta address something here i keep seeing in the chat de young are you a day mode kind of guy for for the template <laughs> of sleeper mode on your phone you got date rocking day mode all the time yep day mode on sleeper all the time on twitter Dude, everything that's probably why you have a losing record do you and... have like dark glasses on all the time to help compensate <laughs> no part of it is What's that extra is so passionate about the nighttime mode that i just am being stubborn and not switching over just to just to spite ah uh, okay i i have a little bit of respect for that no but, but i'm still you, night mode all the way do you know what's crazy though is you're doing it out of spite but dykstra still wins in that circumstance because then you're the one using the the bright mode so <laughs> you're the only one that's feeling the pain and yeah, you do it out of spite to bug Dykstra, but he doesn't have to look at that cancerous screen. He does it's whenever I send him a screenshot. And he oh. makes a comment every time I send him a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I did talk about playoffs a little bit, so I want to do a reminder for everybody because then we're all on the same page and people don't think I'm trying to change things to help myself or help a different team. Um, reminder that the, how the playoff format will work is the one and two, uh, overall teams, they will get a buy for the first round in the playoffs in the winner's bracket and teams 11 and 12 will get a buy in the first round of the loser's bracket. 
And from then on, I, I think I can edit matchups the whole way through, but I can for sure do the first round of matchups. I will do the best team versus the worst team. So three will play six, four will play five, seven will play 10, and eight will play nine in the first round. Um, that way, no one thinks I'm trying to tamper to get a higher pick. They will, like, I'm just being up front right away. Uh, so that should be that should be pretty good. Yep. So if you want to try to aim for a specific pick, like you think, hey, Noah's in the five spot. I think he's a layup. I'm going to try to get that number four seed so I can play Noah in the first round. I totally Come understand on. that. Come on. I <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, do you guys feel like talking trades? Let's well, do it. What we do have to address, though, in the last podcast, I think Noah was kind of calling out uh, Nathan's team for not scoring a whole lot of points. He upset <laughs> oh, Jake Ogier oh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh my goodness you mean you mean noah was the inspiration <laughs> that that allowed Bulkama to score those points i guess it was an inspiration and in noah's I, defense i i talked about the the point total and i said the point total was appropriate for his team but Eric was the one who uh, was just assuming he was going to lose. Just made the assumption. Hey, but I'm pretty sure I made him my upset of the week. Yeah, to make up for it. Because he <laughs> felt like a dick. <laughs> but, it, dude, in all honesty, you're telling me he won. And he had a projected point total of 6628 what kind of garbage? How do you even have a projection of that low? I just... <laughs> In the week it's before, what... he scored 110 points. So he, back-to-back weeks, his team has actually performed pretty well. Hey, all he needed was yeah. Noah. Noah's encouraging. That feels great going into this week since I have to play him. And I'm, uh, like, oh, I'm like looking at his team, and I'm like, his team is not as bad as I want him to be for someone who's playing him. And then as I'm watching the game, they just keep feeding it to Pittman, Pittman, Pittman. I'm like, this is great. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty funny when Pittman has one carry and has a better rushing game than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, uh, yeah. Ouch, How's Jonathan that feeling, Taylor. TJ? How's that feeling? Seven we'll get, for we'll get 12. Ouch. That's I'm feeling great over here. Grind. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because we got to talk some trades. Uh, Noah, you you wrote them down, did you? Dude, you know how I do. Do you have gotta, like got to write them down? Do you have the names with all the picks correctly and everything? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't yeah. you be why don't you be the guy to break down this first one then? Okay. Okay. All right. The first one is between Dykstra and DeYoung. Um, just a bunch of picks. Dykstra received a 2022 third round pick um actually two 2022 third round picks um one's is Bolkomo, one is de young and then de young's 2023 second round pick and de young got Bolkomo's 2021 oh i don't have <laughs> oh holy nutsack so you had one job <laughs> you had uh, one job so so <laughs> DeYoung gets uh, Balkama's 2021 second. And then Dykstra yes. gets a 2022 third that is Balkama's and a 2022 third that is DeYoung's. 
and then he gets a 2023 second. So basically, uh, a high second round pick this year goes to DeYoung for three picks down the road. You explain that so much better than me. What is wrong with me? I didn't write it down, dude. That's how you do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I my first thing, DeYoung. What what was your mindset? I want to I want to hear what you were thinking when you were doing this trade. So this actually happened because Dykstra was over at my house and we were watching some football together, and me and TJ were trying to make a bigger trade, and uh, we didn't have the right assets to make it work. So Dykstra said that he would be the third team to help facilitate the trade and give some picks to make it work, and the trade fell through with TJ, and so I was like, hmm, I'll just send it out there and see if he accepts it, and then it went through. Nice. Okay, now, what, do you have a winner, or how are you feeling about this? Um, I guess, yeah, it's just a bunch of picks. Um, I guess I take the 21 second rounder just because you kind of know what those players are going to be since it's this coming year. And it's, it's Bulkama, so it's projected to be higher. Whereas all the ones in 2022 and 2023 for Dykstra, kind of a little bit more up in the air. Yep. So, I mean, I don't think it's really lopsided one way or the other, though. I guess I would just take the one that I just know a little bit more about. Yep. I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, next trade, we have Dykstra and DeYoung. Uh, Noah, you want a redemption on this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dykstra received Austin Hooper and Gesicki. And DeYoung got Hunter Henry. What was your thinking on this one, DeYoung? My thinking on this one was I have a lot of tight ends, and I've been wanting Hunter Henry for a while, and Dykstra's been wanting mm. Austin Hooper for a while, and we've never been able to make it work. And really? uh, I think Hunter Henry and Justin Herbert there, I think eventually they'll get the connection together, and I think overall he's a better talent than the two. So wait, I was just trying wait to you, com- said that, you said that Dykstra wanted Austin Hooper for a while. Didn't he own Austin Hooper before you? <laughs> yeah, he did. I got I got Austin Hooper from him. Huh. That's okay. confusing. <laughs> Usually when I want something, I, I don't give it up. But no, that's just me. It's just me. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's a pretty fair explanation. It sounds like Hunter Henry's your guy. Um, if I'm looking at this, I would say they're all kind of in a similar tier for me with probably Hunter Henry just a shadow ahead of them. But he's also got the most injury problems. Um, so I would, I probably put them all in the same tier. And so if you're telling me with tight ends that they kind of take a while to develop and can really boom late, uh, I think for myself, I'd, I'd give this to, to Dextra just because he has two different chances at maybe hitting on a, at a solid top five tight end in the future. Whereas Hunter Henry, I think we've already kind of seen his peak, um, which it's, it's good. Uh, but I don't know if he has top like three to four tight end even in his arsenal at all um whereas i think gasicki still has a chance at that yeah i'm kind of in the same place i like the upside of gasicki hunter yeah. henry also doesn't have a guaranteed contract for next year so are you hoping that he goes to a better team uh i'd actually like to see him stay with the charters just yeah I think... that's what i'm saying so that's something <laughs> that made me nervous but part of this trade was 
leading into the next trade. I kind of said I would do this with him if he helped me out with the the incoming trade after this. Oh, so it's okay. Kind of, okay. It's kind of a gentleman's agreement. I hope now that Hunter Henry gets traded to the Jets. <laughs> no, no. I hope Adam Gase goes to what? Like he goes to the Falcons, and then Hunter Henry gets traded to the Falcons. Dude, speaking of that sidebar, real quick, the Chargers keep getting kicked in the balls in these games. They just they know how to lose these close games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're kind of like the opposite of the Seahawks, except for the Seahawks yeah. have been buns lately, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so that leads into the. Is this the only three-way trade we've ever had? No, we've had or, one. Have we had a few. Two. Okay. Anyway, so I'm just gonna say what everybody received. So TJ received Neheim Hines and Jonathan Taylor. DeYoung received. Did um, you call him Neheim? Neheim. Neheim is that like Naheem. Is that like Doodle Bob from SpongeBob? <laughs> Dude, something like that. Nehemiah, <laughs> Naheem Hines, <laughs> Mr. Flipper. Hey, right, that that actually and, uh, that, that actually reminds me. I don't know why I thought about this. Oh, but, good lord! But remember, no, 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 no. This is this is about fantasy football. Remember when we were going <laughs> over drafts? It might have been two years ago. There was that running back from Michigan that someone took in like the fourth round. And and you chastised me because I didn't know his name. Where the heck is that guy? <laughs> he's in, he's digging ditches, son. That's why I didn't know his name because it wasn't worth knowing. <laughs> I don't know who that kid is. I think he got signed to to Houston. I think they drafted him two years ago. Oh, are you talking about Karan Higdon? Yeah, yeah. yeah I call I call them yeah. Karen, and you're like, how dare you? <laughs> He was a Michigan man. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, go anyway, back to Naheem or not, whatever so you call TJ him. TJ received Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. And DeYoung received DeAndre Swift and a 2021 second. Nope. I believe. Would I get that wrong? Yeah, it's a 2021 third. No, oh, it was a second. Frick. I'm pretty sure it's a second. Yeah, oh, I got a second. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Dang it! You go. Yes. Come on, Aaron. Yes. Okay. I'm the worst. <laughs> and Dykeshire received a 2021 third, a 2023 third, and a 2023 second. And the the third round pick in this coming year is Eric's. That's a lot. Yes. Um, I'll I'll go first in this one. Um. I, I think looking at this, um, for for Dykstra first, we'll go after the picks. Once again, he got rid of a 2021 second that is projected to be for sure top four because it's G-Money's. Um, as of now, G-Money could go on a hot streak. Who knows? But it's supposed to be like a top four second. And then he's getting what should be an, an early-ish third and then a second and third two years down the road. Um, I don't love it. I don't like not only moving back in drafts like that, but then also like down the road years later. I think that's not always the best move, but um, I guess if Dexter's happy in maybe two, three years, he's going to have a huge amount of picks that he can he can work with. So it's not, it's not terrible. Um, looking at the young side, Getting DeAndre Swift and that 
kind of before mentioned that early second. I think that is fantastic. Uh, this trade, as we remember, was before this last week. So we've kind of had two games in a row now of Jonathan Taylor not looking good. And I understand that he got Hines with Taylor. This is this is TJ now. Um, but dang, this isn't like a Dalvin Cook-Madison thing where like Dalvin Cook's the starter. If he goes down, Madison's the starter. Taylor and Hines are literally eating each other up. Mostly Hines just destroying Taylor. And that does not make me comfortable. Uh, I think TJ... As of now, it's not looking good. Taylor really needs a resurgence, and it, and it might have to come on a different team or different coaching staff. Who knows? But he's not looking good at all. Um, I would give this one to D. Young. I think the Swift and the early second is is great value. I really like that a lot. Yeah, I I agree. I'd probably go with D. Young. Although I I do kind of like TJ buying low on Taylor right now. Yep. I mean, I think that's smart, even though, yeah, you're right. He hasn't looked good. Um, even though he had that one run where he looked great and totally destroyed somebody. but I don't, Well, he's had practice all year trying to destroy the back of his lineman. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Lots of practice. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't love the Dykstra side of this trade, but like he keeps making this stuff work. So I, it's hard to... It's hard to beat up the best sack in the league, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Dykstra, Dykstra's gonna be your biggest fan ever. That one, that was, that was good. That was good. Deion, what do you, my, what do you think about this? My thought process was pre-draft. I wasn't huge on Jonathan Taylor. I had him as like my RB four, I think. I think I even had Clyde ahead of him. Whoa. And, and if you remember, I had J.K. Dobbins, Clyde, and. Uh, swift up on my wall but i kind of felt like my hand was forced after the draft to take taylor at the 102 and the things that concern me about him were his fumbling his vision and the amount of reps he took in college and all that was kind of coming into uh, fruition it was really scaring me so if i could get off of him for someone who i liked more pre-draft i was all about it so did you have him as the fourth running back before the nfl draft yep okay that makes more sense yeah yeah and because remember, at first he had Swift and Dobbins on his wall, but then Clyde got drafted by Kansas City, so then he put Clyde on his wall. Yep. And I remember just the the conundrum you were in. <laughs> and I felt great because I also had Swift and Dobbins as my one and two. But then when I traded you the one-on-one, I was really bummed because I knew I wasn't going to get them. And then when Taylor and Clyde went to these great landings, I knew I was going to get some of these guys. Uh so yeah, it's I I think like you said, you got out of you got out from under Taylor, but I really do believe that you got a good good price and a good value for him. Um so yeah, well and and we'll see like with Hines, like he's had a couple great weeks, but then you try playing him the next week and he does nothing. So he's mm-hmm. he's kind of a frustrating person to to try to figure out when to play. Yep, and my other thing was these 2021 seconds that I'm getting now. I have two early 2021 seconds and i'm not really looking to compete till next year now since my team has sucked this year so i'm hoping maybe i can flip those to players who can help me next year or draft rookies who can help me yeah no i think it's a good yeah. call yeah um so do you always say 2021 or do you say 2021 like the rest of us 
<laughs> I didn't even notice that. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. 2021, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. Now he did say that. 20, 2021, huh? It just uh, doesn't roll. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same. No. Well, no. he also likes bright screens, so you know, some people just different <laughs> like that. In like 15 years, he just has the thickest glasses. <laughs> Dude, sleepers getting to me, but Dykstra can't win. <laughs> All right, the next uh, Vis kind of went crazy on some trades here. Yeah, Vis got um, the fever. Couldn't couldn't let yeah. the other Zacks get all the fun. So this first one, um, Vis got gets Curtis Samuel and Philip Lindsay, and Dykstra gets Devonte Parker. What do you think, Eric? Uh yeah, I th- I think this is this is a really fair trade in my opinion. I I liked it a lot. I'll be quick, um, but. Parker, I think, is the best value, which is why he's solo. Um, I think Curtis Samuel has been overachieving, but he's been playing really well. So there's hope in that, and he's he's young. Um, and then Philip Lindsay has been getting limited time, but when he gets those opportunities, he's been playing well to, to go along. And Viss needs the running back depth. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised that Dykstra would give Viss running back depth when it's pretty obvious he needs it. Uh, so, yeah, but I think... This might be one of the most even trades for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What do you think, Dion? Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty even kind of math. I'm not in love with any of the players there. I guess I would slightly favor the, the Parker side just because I'm kind of excited to see him moving forward with uh, Tua. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Tua bounced back this week. He had a kind of a boring, nonchalant, not needed first week, um, but he looked great in week two with against the Cardinals. So yeah, I think there's, there is a little bit of hope for even this season to have some fantasy guys like Parker and Gesicki start to do something. I was kind of mad though. Cause my guy Preston Williams was looking really good and it looks like he got put on the IR now. Yeah. Because really good means he has one catch that gets a touchdown. That's really good for him. Yeah. You always say this to me. Points. You're always telling me <laughs> Preston Williams looking great, and like I go watch the highlights, and he gets one good catch. <laughs> Preston Williams is my guy, just like Terry McLaurin. I'll never say a bad thing about him. Yeah, scary Terry though is really good. It's, uh, I'm not gonna hate on that. That guy's Preston awesome. Williams. This is so random, but Preston Williams doesn't like tuck his sleeves in on his arms it's like a quarterback like they're just chilling there and it drives me insane it drives me insane kind of like 2021 yeah i totally get what you're saying noah it like when a guy does that like when i picture a football player that has the untucked sleeves and the 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 jersey's way too big for his biceps because he doesn't have big arms it's philip rivers <laughs> It's Peyton yeah. Manning. Those yeah. are the guys that have that kind of jersey style. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> like, they're the just old dads that are just, they can't run. They can't jump. Why is Preston Williams, six foot five monster beast athlete, why is he doing that? Come on, bro. I'm with you on that, Noah. That's good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's the little All right, things. The next, yeah, exactly. That's why he's the hurt. Next... <laughs> All right. The next one. Uh, pretty simple. Zach Viss got Drew Brees and DeYoung. You got Stafford. Did uh, did he approach you about Brees or was it the other way around? Um, this was actually a part of a bigger trade that involved Josh Allen and Russell Wilson as well. 
and oh. uh, thought about it for a while, and I kind of wow. back, backed out on it. And so once we backed out, we just decided let's just swap these two backup QBs because he has Michael Thomas, so he gets the Drew Brees uh, uh, combo, and then I have Kenny Galladay, so I get the Stafford and Galladay combo. Well, yeah, and Josh Allen has a bye week, week 11, and week 11 Drew Brees plays against Atlanta, so that's really good for him as a fill-in. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh, thank you for not giving him Russell Wilson because yes. holy ball sack. If you're telling me he has Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf as the stack for the rest of his life, I would lose my mind. I would <laughs> never want to play Zachvis again because yeah. every time I see that ball going 70 yards in the air, I'm crying because I know Zachvis is getting 22 points every freaking time that ball goes in the air. It was a pretty Holy juicy nuts. trade too. It was re- I was really close to hitting accept, but I ended up bailing out on it and broke broke Vis's heart. Oh, then thank then you. he would have had Russ, DK, and Chris Carson. But that's okay because they're scoring oh, fine. forty points yeah. a game. Yeah, well, they have to. <laughs> they seriously, holy <laughs> crap, that defense. Oh, that's uh, so bad. Make me cry. Um, uh, but looking at this year. I, I see the the entice of stacking your guys and all that. But this is Dynasty, so I, I like to look just farther than one year. I love this for the Matthew Stafford side, which is UD Young. Um, I'm under the firm assumption that this is Drew Brees' last year. I, I Probably. I, uh, yeah, as much as it pains me because I love the guy and I think he's fantastic, I don't think he comes back for another year. He just doesn't look quite as good in, in – He's getting to a point where you just you got to call. He's he's done everything he can. Uh, yeah. So you got Drew Brees retiring, and Matthew Stafford still, in my opinion, looks looks really good when he gets the chance. Um. So I'm on Stafford here. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, another Vis one. He got Corey Davis, and Bolkema gets Curtis Samuel, and Vis's 2022 second. Interesting. Yep, yep. Corey Davis has been good, not really lately, but like overall in the season, much, much better than people thought. On on um, a per game basis, because he's missed some time. Corey Davis has been fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wonder if Viss believes in him that much, because giving up Curtis Samuel in a second, that's that's a that's a good haul for Bolkema. This Dion, was your before. Winner? This was before Curtis Samuel had three good games in a row. I believe this was after Curtis Samuel had one one good game. Um, okay. I would lean. I think it's good for both of them. Just for this as a contender, you get Corey Davis, who's kind of a veteran, can put up between 10 to 15 points if you need it as a flex play. Um, it's also good for Nathan because he gets another young, high upside receiver in Curtis Samuel, and he gets a second. I think as Nathan, as soon as those wide receivers kind of pop off, he should be selling them just try to get as many assets as he can. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think best case scenario for Bulkama is Samuel goes somewhere else after this year and uh and gets a decent role and then that second turns out to be higher than expected and he gets a, a good draft pick next year. Yep. All know. right, are we moving on to this next one? Oh no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> TJ got TJ got laser dudes twenty twenty two first round pick. For Ronald Jones and a fourth-round pick. 
You guys go first. This one snuck up on me. <laughs> go ahead, Dion. Uh, remember, before I start talking, uh, this is my opinion, so I hope I don't hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> I think that disclaimer is for all of us. <laughs> um, I do not like Ronald Jones. I think he's just a, just a guy or just a jag, and he's got a split backfield with Leonard Fournette now coming back healthy, and then Keyshawn Vaughn still hanging out there. And Somewhere. I, don't really see him, I don't really see him as a huge value. I mean, my value Ronald Jones for contender maybe be a late second or a late second and a third or something like that. So a guy like Laser Dude who is rebuilding and actually has some really nice building blocks, I don't think he should be going after kind of a, a win-now running back but who doesn't have a huge, huge future. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and you said that very nicely. <laughs> um yeah i mean definitely he's he's just not worth a a first round pick he's just not um i mean he's looked way better this year looks like he's put on some weight i mean very impressive but even though he's much more impressive than he was he's still not in the tier of a first round pick and then on top of that he is going to struggle with opportunity as long as leonard fournette's around um and also although we haven't seen much of Keyshawn vaughn they still used a lot of draft capital on him, so they're gonna want to factor him in at some point. So yeah, this was this was a little confusing. So, Eric, <laughs> I blacked out for a little bit, but uh, <laughs> laser dude, laser dude, get your headphones on, <laughs> crank that sucker up to twenty thousand volume, bro. Two weeks ago complimented you how dare i <laughs> i said i said laser dude you have made some great draft picks the last couple of years you picked up aj brown but no one wanted him you got t higgins this last year and he looks great what the crap do you do <laughs> you freaking throw away your 21 what your 2022 first you just chuck it through the wind you say hey i'm good at drafting i don't want to do it i don't want to do it do what I want more of. I want more of a 2021 fourth. I want more fourth rounders. Do you know what else I want? I want gobbledygook garbage Ronald Jones for nothing. I, Because cause you know what, Laser Dude? I'm sorry to say this. You're with me. We ain't winning it this year. We just ain't winning it this year. Do you know what Ronald Jones helps you with? Nothing. He doesn't help you win because you can't win. If you can't win, he can't help you win. So then, not only can you not win this year, but you gave up your future for him. And then on top of that, Ronald Jones is going to lay a big old dookie on your bench next year because Ronald Jones could have only helped you for this year. But like I said, Laser Dude, you're with me. We can't win this year. Come on, man. You're killing me. And then on to top it off, Laser Dude, your first have been valuable. Who the frick did you give it to? Satan himself, TJ, Mr. Smear Skull over there. Smirking Skull. You gave it to the guy that we don't want you to give it to. Come on, man. Give it to G-Money. Give it to me. Give it to freaking Prison Mike Squad. Do it to someone else. What's happening? Laser Dude, work with me. You're on team bottom feeders. That's the bottom feeders. Help us out, bro. Don't give it to the Skull Man. Holy cow. The dude is smirking this side of the Mississippi for the next 10 years. 
and I can't take it. TJ, your team is too good. Why are you making these trades? Don't you want to challenge, TJ? <laughs> if anything, this trade should be going the other way around. TJ should be giving up his first, and Laser Dude should be giving him Ronald Jones. That's what should be happening. Oh. Okay, I'm good. This, this, mess, this, this message was paid for by all of us who don't want TJ's team any better. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Laser Dude, I'm on your team. I vote for you. I love you. But please don't smack us in the face and spit on us, TJ. <laughs> I mean, not TJ. Laser Dude. I can't even say their names properly. My vision's blurred. <sighs> I think I know his thought process, at least. I mean, because Laser Do Dude did read... <laughs> Laser Dude did reach out to me for a running back because he didn't have an RB2 to play that week because Kenyon Drake was down on a bye or something like that. and So he reached out to me about Jarek McKinnon, and we had an offer put together, but he said he was going to choose between me and TJ. He went with TJ said. Laser Dude, send me a text next time and be like, hey, bro, can you – somehow fudge it to where Devin DuVernay can play in my running back two slot. I'd be like, yeah, dude, I got you. Do not give TJ your first rounder. He doesn't need it. Oh. And here's the, here's the thing, like, and this is mostly for, like, people who are first playing. Like, you guys already know this, but for people who are first playing fantasy football, doesn't matter the format. If you're unsure about something or just if you're curious and want to double check, Go find a trade calculator. Go find a trade calculator online. Lots of sites have them now. Because I guarantee if you would have checked a dynasty trade value chart, uh, he'd be like, oh, that this value is off. You know, not not good. I'm doing not it good. right now. I'm going to. And that's that's not me. Like, I, I'm not trying to, like, bash, you know, anyone here. It's, I mean... It's just a good thing to do. I mean, I do it all the time. Even if I'm super confident in a trade, I look at a few trade value charts that I think are good. Yeah, so. I, I will I will say, like, don't just live off of the trade calculators because... Yeah, absolutely. There's so many times where a trade calculator is like, oh, man, you are getting hosed. And then six weeks later, you look back and you're like, dude, I would have paid money to have taken that trade. I completely agree, and I guess. But it gives you I, a ballpark. It helps you at least come up. with That's that what I'm saying. Yeah, I should have said that better. Like it, it gives you context, right? Yes. So yeah, yep. So I can give you a. It can give you a starting point. Yeah. Okay, so I plugged it in on two different calculators. This is a good experiment for all of us. Um, one has it not completely off. They have it rated as, uh, eighteen hundred points for the first and twelve hundred points for Ronald Jones. So. A difference of six six hundred points, which isn't massive. Uh, so, like, what that is forty percent better, or whatever. Uh, and then the other one has it where Ronald Jones is worth half the value as the first. It's yeah. five fifty yeah. to twelve fifty. So it's like less than half is what Ronald Jones is worth. Um, so that's where like if it's off by that much, like if it's a big ballpark away, maybe double check. Or, or maybe do what do what, do what DeYoung does. He goes and he texts a few of his buddies. Maybe they're all sitting in the same room together. They're all on the same couch. And I'm they probably are. I'm sen- the boys are buzzing. Yep. And it's it's only a two-seater couch, but there's four of them on it. That's what, usually how it goes. 
Yeah. And, and so I send Young a text and I'm like, hey, what about this trade? And he's got his phone pretty much connected to a projector screen for all the boys to see. <laughs> and and they're all looking at it and they're like, nah, bro, you're you're not getting enough. Like, it sucks for me. I'm a sometimes salty. But you know what? He's not going to make a boneheaded <laughs> trade. He's not going to give TJ the freaking butthole of the universe. He's not going to give him a first. TJ, I love you. You're the kindest, sweetest dude in the world. But man, do I dislike you in fantasy football because you're good. <laughs> uh, all right. Are, are we good? We oh, I'm, all I feel so good now. I appreciate okay, it. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Next one. DeYoung got George Kittle. Wow. <sighs> Never thought I'd see it. Yeah. Wow. And I received Noah Fant and his first round pick in 2023. What do you think, Eric? I'm shocked. I'm completely shocked by this one. Because I know how much you love George Kittle. I never thought you'd get, I get rid of him. But I do. you're competing this year. DeYoung's not, so he can handle the injury. And, and you're looking you're looking to win with Fant. Um, yes, so, sir. so I actually, I love it. I think it's really fair. The 2023 first is a ways away, but I, like I, to me, I think this is actually really even. I'm just shocked because I didn't think you'd give up Kittle. Yeah, it was not easy. <laughs> I want to hear you too. What, what do you guys think? Well, so I guess real quick, like my thinking on it was, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it, Eric, is... Um, I still think I have a shot this year. I, I mean, I know my roster isn't um, a, as good as some of those top guys there, but I still think I have a chance. I want to compete. Um, and Kittle's out for the rest of the fantasy season, fantasy season for sure. Um, and so with Fant, I get uh, a healthy player, although he has struggled with some injuries. But um, And I get younger with him, and I add a pick. So that was just my thinking but yeah holy crap it was really hard to give up kittle <laughs> de young my thought process was i saw kittle go down with an injury and kittle is usually pretty un- unattainable and i looked at noah's team and he doesn't have to start drew sample or logan thomas at tight end the rest of the year and he's a <laughs> contender so i was like this could be a win-win for both of us and uh as we talked about earlier hunter henry probably doesn't have a top three ceiling he's more of like a five through ten tight end so if i could give up fant for uh noah to contend this year and i could get back george kittle kind of a guaranteed top three tight end i figured i could do that since i wasn't winning now yeah i yeah. i really like it. it makes sense for both sides um yeah and it was pretty great. easy trade too it was just kind of like a hey do you like hunter henry or noah fant better i like noah fant i'm trying to win now all right i'll send something over boom we're good y- you got bada a bada boom you yep. gotta love it. Although Noah doesn't make you nervous, that I know the timetable for a lot of people has been George Kittle at the earliest is coming back week seventeen, but George Kittle himself thinks that he can come back in a couple weeks. Yeah, the, the player always thinks that though. <laughs> but George Kittle's a man. He is. He is a flipping beast. I, I, I for your sake. In all honesty, for your sake, Noah, I hope he's out till week seventeen, because that would be painful if he wasn't. But 
Yeah. Because I know how much you be. like him. I know how much you like I him. I do. I like him a lot. And I do feel kind of bad. I won't say his name, but <laughs> there's somebody else in the league who has asked me about Kittle a lot over the last few years, <laughs> and it's just never worked out. So, sorry. You know who you are. <laughs> um, all right. Next one. I got Robbie Anderson, and I gave TJ, TJ LaVisca Chanel. DeYoung? Uh... I don't really love either player. Um, I guess Robbie Anderson at least is looking good this year, kind of a wide receiver, one with barely any touchdowns. So that's nice for Licks to have another wide receiver he can play in his flex as he's trying to contend uh, for TJ. He moves off, off of him since he has both Carolina receivers and DJ Moore and Anderson, and he gets someone slightly younger. But I'm not totally in love with Schnell. Yeah, I, I personally would agree with that a lot. I do understand trying not to – you don't want to have both receivers usually on the same squad. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm pretty low on LaVisca Chanel. Uh, I think he's actually looked fairly good this year. Uh, and, like, hypothetically, if we said Jacksonville was to get Trevor Lawrence by by somehow they, they really stunk and they got Trevor Lawrence, then I'd be – I'd be, I'd be pretty interested in LaVisca, but I don't think they will get him. Um, I think they do probably win one or two more games the rest of the year, and the Jets don't look good, so the Jets are getting him. Um, yeah, and then Robbie's been a surprise, so I think we, and we've talked about this with Noah. Noah needs, if he's competing this year, he needs that, that wide receiver depth. Uh, he's had Hopkins. Judy's been okay, uh, but he, he really needs that extra wide receiver depth behind Landry and Hopkins. So I think Robbie gives that way more than LaVisca does. Yeah, you guys yeah, you guys pretty much said it all there. I, the only thing is I, I really like Chenault. Um, I think he has great upside, and I do think Jacksonville will get a quarterback. They're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, but I do think they'll get a quarterback, yeah. and it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, I got to give up a young upside piece if I want you know, a more sure receiver. So yeah. I didn't like doing that with TJ, but <laughs> TJ, but uh, and you'd have to assume that Robbie Anderson will probably get re-signed by the Panthers just because of his relationship I would think with the coaching so. staff. Yeah. I think they yeah, get rid of Curtis Samuel and they re-sign Anderson and keep DJ Moore and they'll have those guys as the two. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I didn't like you said, no, as much as I poo poo on LaVisca, We've talked about it before. I think he actually does look really good. And he looks very good after the catch. He looks strong. And the big thing is his health, and he stayed healthy, which is fantastic to see. Yep. With not great quarterbacks, too. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what he does in the future. All right. This, in this last one, this is the last one, I believe. Um, This got Debo Samuel in a 2023 second-round pick, which is G-Money's. And Clay got a 2023 first and a 2021 first for Jeff Smith. And Who Jeff Smith, the yeah. hell is that? Uh, <laughs> Seriously, who is that? <laughs> I think we have a clear winner here in Clay just because he got Jeff Smith, right? <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, did Jeff Smith play with the Cowboys at all before this? Am I the only one that even like slightly recalls anything about Jeff Smith? I honestly I don't I don't recall anything. It looks like he's been on the Jets the past two years. Has he? 
Okay, maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I oh yeah, it looks like he just got drafted by them. Okay. My thing is why the frick did Zach Viz have Jeff Smith on his team? <laughs> I like I don't care if every receiver on the Jets is injured and Jeff Smith is the only freaking guy left. It it, it could be a battle between Jeff Smith and Philip Douglas or as the wide receiver one for the Jets. Why are you having him? He ain't doing nothing. Like, and then on top of it, why is Clay taking him? What? What is? What is happening? Is he like a secret, like secret Santa gift or something like that, or is he like is something good about him? I don't know. Maybe I gotta go pick up Jeff Smith's ever like everywhere else. Hey, he played in one game last year. So last year he was pretty good. You know, he was the wide receiver two oh eight. So nailed it. <laughs> I thought I was missing something when I saw the trade goes. I was like, "Oh, is that Jonu Smith? Maybe." I was like, "Jeff Smith." I was like, "Who's that? Am I missing something?" So I started His googling, and I'm like, "He's Jeff. no one." He's the receiver at the end of the Key and Peel videos. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man! But outside of of uh, Mr. Smith, he sounds way better yep. by calling him that. Um, what? Who do you guys think is the winner on this one? I mean, I personally, I don't like, uh, I guess for this, it makes sense because he's getting Debo who can produce, um, well, he's still kind of injured, but he should be back anytime now. So he can produce very soon um, in a second rounder. I mean, it's in a few years, though. Um, it's really good for Clay, though, who's been kind of slipping in the standings and he gets a few first round picks, even though one is in 23, but um yeah, I don't know. I guess it's good for both guys. I guess I kind of take Clay's side because I don't love Debo. Um, I'm kind of lower on Debo than other people, I guess. But what do you think, DeYoung? Yeah, I had kind of the same thought process. I'm going to lean Clay's side on this one. Debo, for me, just I really liked him last year, but now with uh, two different injuries this year and Brandon Ayuk kind of looking good and then the talks of him taking a running back in the draft next year, I can just see his kind of production kind of declining, and then the injuries make me nervous. So if I can get two firsts for him, I think I'd probably go that way then. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you guys nailed it. Um, the first will be late because they're both Zach Visses, and Zach has a good team. Um, but yeah, I, I think Brandon Ayuk, surprisingly, he's, he's looked really good. He looks like a younger, healthier version of Debo, um, which is great for the 49ers. But then I think they're going to end up in that that really good wheelhouse spot in the draft this coming up year where they're going to be primed to take another wide receiver, at least maybe not in the first, but if the the second round. So I don't know if Debo, if Debo keeps that. And then there, there's talks about Jimmy G being let go after this year because I think he only has like a 2.5 million cap hit if they release him next year. Um so I, I, yeah, I I think surprisingly, the two first seem safer than Debo. Um, mm-hmm. And and then like you guys said, that second rounder, um, yeah, it's G Money's and that might look good now, but that's a 2023 or 2023 second. Um, <laughs> and so G Money could could easily crawl back up and and be a contender by then. So we have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I I think it's fair. Like Zach Viss is yeah. really trying to make a push for a championship, and Debo could yeah. could help. 
That's it. That is yeah. all the trades. Oh. There's a lot of them, but why am I sweaty? I don't, dude. Probably you're right yelling at laser you, dude man. for a while. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Have you proved in a glass of water? I know. I get... yeah. Laser dude, I'm on your team. I love you, TJ. You're great. Just poop on you for fantasy, dude. You're just too good. Um, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna quickly go over this. We kind of did a little bit of uh, of a recap of the last couple weeks. So we're just going to look at week 10 and we're going to do our, our matchup and our upset. Uh, so if I'll probably just, I've, I've yelled enough. I'm, I'm losing, losing my voice here. So I'll, I'll let you do just do it. So um, Noah and then DeYoung, what do you guys think for the matchup of the week that you're looking forward to? <laughs> Dead air. You got to shooting from the hip. I will take the matchup of the week. I'm going to take Drake versus Dykstra. They're both right at the top of the standings. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the point where you're looking for that first round buy. And yeah. And this is, this is a game that could like, if Drake beats, beats Dykstra, it can almost call Looks it. like Drake will probably have to play Wayne Gallman in his running back spot. Ooh, that hurts. Yuck. Either <laughs> him or Gus Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now looking at it. Oh, man. Drake's going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Yep. And Dykstra has both New Orleans running backs playing. It's not bad, though. Bell. That's not yeah, a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, They're not, good not terrible, yeah. That's a pretty good backfield, though, to play both. Yep. Drake is uh, definitely banking on the Rams for the Seahawks, isn't he? He's got golf in there, Woods, Reynolds. Yeah, Drake. Actually, it's a pretty good strategy. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen the Seahawks defense? That is a fantastic strategy. Holy ballsack. He has Josh Reynolds in, too. He wants all the freaking points. Oh, my gosh. Drake. Drake's going to be the only person on the West, on the uh the Seattle West Coast basically that it's going to be screaming hoorays every time Jared Goff bombs it. Oh man. Well, I heard on a different podcast this week they said like Kyler Murray's RB1 on the year, Russ is RB2, and then the RB3 would be whatever quarterback's playing the Seahawks. Oh no. Holy crap. Yeah, it's been like uh, it's been sad how many times the Seahawks have given up like a top QB performance. It you might mean be every time, week, honestly. Yeah, <sighs> dude, dude. Especially, know, especially like, when you look at the roster. Like, if you talk about who the freaking individual players are on their team, how are they that bad? Historically bad. I know. I know. I. I think the DC might need to go. Norton. Yeah. 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 Yeah, go back yeah. to being a linebacker coach. You were good there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We have Bobby Wagner there, so you really don't even need a coach. Yeah, it, it might be, be. He can just be there. It might be an Adam Gase thing where where Adam yeah. Gase had Peyton Manning that one year and everybody thought he was the greatest. Maybe Norton, everybody thought he was so good because he was a linebacker coach, but really it was just Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright were just so good and he didn't <laughs> do anything. That actually, awkward, like, that actually might be it. Can you imagine if they went back to that and Norton was the linebackers coach and he'd be like, all right, we need to do this, this, and this. And Bobby's like, no, we're not going to do that. And Norton's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take the paycheck. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> that, I uh, actually think that could be it. 
Yeah. And he just wasn't ready for it. Um, yeah. Holy cow. All right, DeYoung, what's your matchup? Anyway. Well, I was going to choose Dykstra and Drake, but Noah kind of stole that from me. So I'll go with... Sucks. Uh, I'll go with me and Zach Viss. And the only reason why I say that, I mean, Zach Viss is favored by quite a bit. But if I lose here, I feel like I'm I'm dead. I'm done. I'm dead in the water. Yeah. I I think uh, I'll just throw on a little side note. It, me and G Money. Um, I need G Money to lose this because I need G Money to be a locked in top four pick for me. Uh, oh gosh. So I gotta beat G Money here. Problem is, he's favored to beat me. <laughs> it ain't looking good, Bob. <laughs> You got Nick Chubb back at least, right? <laughs> oh, thank goodness. But literally half my team's injured. My, my team's either injured or they play for the Baltimore Ravens. That's the problem right now. It's not. Hey, I bad. gave you I gave you outs on the Baltimore Ravens, but you seem to still stick with them, even though I told you, you gave me an out on, on good. No, you gave me an out on J.K. Dobbins, the best <laughs> Raven I have for the future. <laughs> you turd blossom. <laughs> turd blossom. That's gorgeous. <laughs> All right. All right. My upset, I'm taking laser, dude. We beat you up in this podcast, buddy. Go, you know, go upset Jay Cozier. Make sure he can't win the league over again. And we'll celebrate your winnings. Plus, he has, Jay Cozier has three Buccaneers he's relying on. And, uh, wow, they looked bad on Sunday night. Holy nuts. Uh, I mean, it won't be like that every week. But, yeah, we're pulling for you, laser, dude. Big fan of laser, dude. Number one fan over here. Let's see yeah, it. Let's get the upset. <laughs> You're his number one. You just got done screaming at him. Hey, hey, it's called I tough said it love. In a nice way. It's called tough love. I'm in his corner. I'm his. I'm his coach in the in the boxing ring with him. I'm like, bro, you're getting crushed out there. What are you doing? <laughs> you gotta. You gotta step back. You gotta look for the look for the jab and counter. Come on, let's go, laser, dude. <laughs> all right do you, is, do you have an upset you kind of already picked play. yourself in the matchup yeah i guess i'll just go with that because i was gonna pick laser dude as well and perfect the laser dude does have ronald jones playing so that's a positive um no you're not gonna like this but i think bulkama is gonna beat you this week <sighs> i knew you're gonna do that i knew you were gonna do that last time i called for someone to upset you it came true Dude, and I'm so worried again. I'm so worried. Like, Drew Locke is suddenly playing better. Zach Moss is falling into the end zone every time I watch uh, the TV. Really falling into the end zone. Uh, Dallas Goddard's back. Nathan's guy, Michael Pittman, just went off for a 15-point game. Yeah, Alan Lazard's, Lazard's probably going to be back. Uh, on Johnson gets six carries, but then one of them's a touchdown. That's the only guy I'm not worried about. But everybody else. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, okay, one last question, and then we'll go. Um, this has been fantastic. For, for me, personally, I'll start, but I kind of want to know, who is your favorite to win the championship? Um, I feel like it's not hot takey because he has the best record, but it is hot takey because nobody had him as his best team. But I actually think Drake is going to win the whole thing. I think Drake is going to catch fire. He might lose this week. But um, I'm going to pick him to catch fire for the playoffs and, and take it home. Do you guys have a favorite? Mm, you go first, DeYoung. I'm going to go with Zach Viss as my favorite. Um, 
to start the year, I kind of had him top five. I didn't have him as a true contender. And just kind of looking at some of his players, I mean, Chris Carson's missed some time. Devontae Adams has missed time. Michael Thomas has missed time. Melvin Gordon hasn't looked great. And with all that being said, he's still six and three. And now he has all those guys back. So I think he'll have a strong second half of the year. And DK Metcalf has been a freaking, like, freak of nature alien. <laughs> now he has Adams, Metcalf, and Michael Thomas. What the crap? Gosh dang it, that's such a good wide receiver core. <laughs> and I love it how they how they give Metcalf as a projected 15 points when you know he's going to score like 25 or 30. I mean, you're not confident he, in those projections. Yeah, actually, what's how many times has he had less than 15 points this year? I'll get a quick look. I think it's only been one. Twice. Twice? He scored three points once, and he scored 12 points once. Like, what? And they're pretty... Yeah, that may, I'm actually with you on that. That makes no sense. 17 seems like the number they should project him for every week, because he's hit that a lot. But, oh, man, what a wide receiver core. Noah, do you have a favorite? Yeah, for me, it's actually close between Viss and Dykstra, but I am going to take Viss as well. Um, kind of literally what DeYoung just touched on just the wide receiver core is so good and DK Metcalf is just turning into an absolute star I mean he just cannot be stopped <laughs> if the league so if say Jay Cozier somehow wins this this year and, and we have to reset do you think DK goes in the first round of of the the redraft very possible we have enough Seahawks fans I guarantee he goes in the first <laughs> I, I think I think Zach Viss would maybe take him one on one. Like that's mm. like he he's that good though. Holy crap! Um, interesting that nobody picked TJ. It could be some hate and bias that we have for him. Uh, <laughs> I I think he would be in everybody's probably top three. Uh, yep. But oh man, yeah, I'm really Dude, looking forward if, to if, this. If TJ wins it all, and this is entirely possible. It might be riding on the coattails of Delvin Cook. Good Lord. That man is just on another level. <laughs> Do you think he can Holy keep it cow. up, though? Like He's, no, he's I never don't. been able to. No, I don't. But it's possible. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was on the back of Green Bay and Detroit, who are terrible against the run. Uh, mm-hmm. I If he can do it this week, he plays Chicago this week. If, if Delvin Cook can ball out this week... Um, Holy crap, the rest of the league's got to look out. TJ's coming. Yep. My thing with TJ is, I mean, he obviously has a great team, and he has him at Caffrey all season. But I was really – I really like DJ Moore and CD Lamb, and their seasons just haven't gone as planned now with no quarterback for the Cowboys, and then DJ Moore just has not looked himself. It's just made TJ at least vulnerable or at least open the door for some other teams. Yeah, yeah. I I think at the beginning of the year, we thought his wide receiver core was going to be really solid, and and it just hasn't been. Um, And then I think out of all the top contenders, he has the worst quarterback grouping with Tua and and Matt Ryan. They just haven't gotten it done. Um, So, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think his one big advantage is his running backs have have a chance to go nuclear, and he has Travis Kelsey, who is... Yeah, head and shoulders above every other tight end. So he's going to need those. He's going to need Cook, McCaffrey, and, and Travis Kelsey to really carry the load. Yep. All right. I think uh, I think we done did it. 
appreciate you, DeYoung, for being a last-second ad. You can thank Clay for that. Um, but, man, this is this is good. We finally had the big, huge trade bonanza that I was waiting for. I thought it was going to happen a couple weeks earlier, but uh, it didn't It didn't fail. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a good week this week. A couple huge matchups. Best of luck to you boys. Anything that you guys want to finish with or, or say, get off your chest. Um, good, good news for Zach Viss. I just saw uh, David Johnson's going on the IR, so he'll be out a minimum three weeks, and he what? has Duke Johnson. So that might be a nice flex play for him the rest of the year. Oh my gosh, and that's bad for Drake. We already talked. We already talked about how I think Drake has David Johnson, right? Yeah, he has no running back depth now with Mostert and Holy. David Johnson being out. He's out with a concussion for three weeks. What the heck? I, I'm curious to see what the injury is, if it's just the concussion or, or what. But, yeah, that is actually big. And I hope, on a non-football note, I hope Viss is getting some sleep with the little one over there. And DeYoung, you guys are expecting, right? Yeah, we are. May 6th. And, Ooh, and TJ's, TJ's expecting? Yep. Thank you. Yep. yep. TJ, yeah. So, so TJ and DeYoung, you guys should get extra sleep now in, pre- in preparation <laughs> for no sleep. Yep. Okay, that's how it goes. Yeah, because this, I hope you're getting some sleep, and I know who's the other daddy. Jay Cozier, right? He's a Jay Cozier's got a couple kids. Uh, G Money's yep. got a couple kids. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yep. Yep. But well, don't I? I think yeah, G Money has kids, right? I'm not I sure. I think so. I thought so. I don't. Remember. I thought so too. I don't remember. Not positive though. Let us let us know, G Money. Yeah. Since uh, you well, I don't know if we'll believe him though if he says he has kids because he keeps <laughs> yeah. saying the pod is up. Freaking what <laughs> the crap is that, G Money? You're putting too much pressure on us over here. <laughs> it All right, think... gets me every time too. I know oh, I guarantee it gets Clay it gets as well. <laughs> little prankster prince over here. I feel like it's going to be a league of dads after handful of years. Oh, I'm I know we're gonna that. we're gonna have to change it's the gonna... name. Parenting is life instead. Uh, yeah uh parenting's tough apparently uh <laughs> working on g money's brain can't even think straight thinks the pods always <laughs> up all right thanks for joining me guys uh best of luck in your weeks noah congratulations on getting upset by bulkama oh god five and five that's not where you want to be that's all right stop <laughs> <laughs> have a good week guys thanks, see you guys ya.